Can Sylvester Adams save the day? I sure hope so. He may very well be our last hope. Stay tuned for the third and final chapter in our mostly harmless Halloween haunts. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from my lab on the campus of Splendid University in this extraordinary city, Splendid West Virginia. Thank you for joining us. Professor Theo's Mostly Harmless Halloween Haunt Part 3 of three. Those familiar with Sylvester Adams know well his ability to bring that of his dream world into the very real world of Splendid. And that's just what we were relying on. All efforts within our grasps had failed. The tricks come to life, Candy Army. Tired of being tasty treats for years on end, had rebelled against we humans and those candy corn, dum-dum suckers, whoppers, and more were winning. My suggestion to resurrect the pep-up soda monster had initially seemed like a success, but then it backfired badly. Dr. Payne tried to save the day, as he has before. Even he came up short. Sylvester was our last hope. Or so we thought, one of two last hopes, perhaps. Either way, that's a lot of pressure to put on a ten-year-old. And boy, did he pull through big-time, listeners. The Candy Army had probably not expected to see the streets of Splendid teeming with dinosaurs the product, the doing, of Sylvester Adams, all products of Sylvester's dreams. Y'all, when Sylvester puts his mind to it, his imaginative mind conjures up some strange dreams indeed. Luckily, the dinos from Sylvester's dreams were candy-obsessed dinosaurs, and they gobbled up Pez and sweet tarts galore, Snickers, M&Ms, and more. And the unicorns, their magic ran on bubblegum and pixie sticks and peppermint bark. And they had plenty of fuel, believe me, in these downtown streets, gobbling up piece by piece. There were vampires, too. But these vampire dudes and dudettes didn't feast on blood. They dined on soda, which admittedly, didn't make them all that different from your average, everyday resident of Splendid or Pepville or anywhere. But in this case, they went right after the giant, foaming, snarling soda beast, that Pep-Up Monster. And it didn't take long for them to drain the creature of all its power. Dinos, unicorns, vampires, oh my! And there was a talking turkey, and pig, and a race car driving cat, and a detective dog, 
except those four things aren't that unusual to see on downtown's splendid streets. It's a bizarre town. Hard for any tourists traveling through to tell the difference between the average everyday splendid and a splendid run amuck. In the midst of the Great Candy War of 2021. Anyway, it was all real cool, weird, but cool thing to watch. I marveled at it. We all did. The trick felt his stronghold on our city slipping away. Then it happened. The trick surrendered. He had finally met his match in a young, formidable Sylvester Adams. But none of it would have been possible without young community leader Janet Jones. You remember her, I'm sure, from previous year's Election Day episodes. A truce was made, and it was negotiated by Splendid's Goodwill Ambassador Janet Jones former third- and fourth-grade class president and last-year mayoral candidate, Janet agreed, on behalf of Splendid, that no new candy stores would open up in Splendid city limits for ten whole years. I was asked to relinquish the recipe to the Pep Up Plus soda that had twice now caused a world of problems and damage to our fine city. Fair enough. And the trick agreed, in turn, to never bring quarrel to these downtown streets again. It's hard to discern whether or not to trust an army made entirely of angry candy. It's rather unprecedented, don't you think? But Sylvester Adams had really shaken the trick to its core. And Janet Jones drives a pretty hard bargain. Peace was restored. No thanks to the adults of Splendid, really. Yet another case of the power of the focus and wisdom and fairness of youth, not just here, listeners, but everywhere. And if there's any core message in the sum total of stories that have made up this podcast for the last three-plus years, that's it. The whole thing blew over just in time for trick-or-treat. Of course, this year's trick-or-treat was a bit different. No candy was to be had, so neighbors instead exchanged poetry, apple butter recipes, podcast merch, and potato soup. Soup doesn't carry well in a trick-or-treat bag, though. I learned this the hard way. It's the thought that counts. Some kind, compassionate person, it was Janet Jones, even thought to take a gift to the trick a peace offering. But what do you give a villainous bubblegum machine that had come to life and wreaked so much havoc on its surroundings? One that seemed to have almost everything. Why, Janet knew. She brought it a handful of quarters, naturally. All those years of sitting in the splendid candy shop, it had grown accustomed to swallowing one quarter after another in exchange for colorful sugary bubblegum balls. Janet, of course, on this day, asked for nothing in return. Too soon, you know. She did bring her new friend Sylvester Adams with her, and the two enjoyed a long, moonlit walk through downtown streets. Amongst the smoking rubble and destruction that was the result of the Great Candy War that future generations would never believe 
or take literally. Yes, Janet and Sylvester enjoyed the walk and good conversation and fun, and both tried to ignore the fact that they were being trailed by a couple of dinosaurs and magic unicorns. So do vampires. Do they go away? Janet asked. Yeah, Sylvester explained. When I go back to sleep tonight, they'll all return to the inner workings of my dreamscape mind. He had a hard time explaining it. Who wouldn't? It's not exactly a common everyday occurrence. That is the end of this trilogy of mostly harmless Halloween haunts. I hope the silliness therein is enough to lull you off to your own dream world. Just be careful what you bring back, okay? We'll be back in November with the final two parts of the seven-part series of Cletus Cavalier's Space Run. Turk and Porkchop return in November as well. In Turk and Porkchop's House of Horrors. Until next time, have a wild and wonderful and weird week. Those are the best kind of weeks, I think. Dress up, have fun. Don't eat too much candy. Happy Halloween. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a pumpkin or candy corn. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. Tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Have a splendid Halloween.